No gremlins today. No gremlins. Two oh four, two oh four, two oh four, two oh four. Gear buds, two oh four. Gear buds, two oh four. That's for our drummers out there. <laughs> Little drum line. Yeah, I was like, I felt like I was at a sports match. It was a sports getting, ball I game. Getting, I was getting, I was getting riled up in the, in the stadium. Getting balled up. And here we are at Gear Buds Stadium for Gear Buds Podcast episode two hundred and four. You said it already. I almost <laughs> forgot. It's been a week, folks. My name's Henry. His name's Dave. Hello. This is the thing that we do. And and, I, and if you're playing GearBuds Bingo, it's been a week. I think that's a thing that, that comes up every yep. week. Let's just dive on in. We don't got a lot of time this yeah, week. let's jump in. Symphony of Corrections and your weekly reminder, cables are tone tubes. Indeed they are. And a weekly thank you for listening to this dang old thing. And thank you for all the folks. You know, I, I don't really feel like I follow up too much on this. Uh, after episode 200 came out and we said, hey, if you've listened to all these, reach out. A lot of people have told us that they have. So thank you for wow. letting us know that's that. That's such a cool that's, compliment. Yeah, that's really that's really wild. How and we have evolved since, you know. Yeah, I was actually laughing about that. Because, like, you know, we kind of. I don't want to go back and listen to I, the old I ones. I definitely don't. I feel like we're pretty <laughs> shitty at it then. Yeah. But not to say we're the greatest in the world now. I think we've got our, our thing figured out at yeah. this point. We yeah. didn't have it figured out for a no, while. No, we're just, just jabbing and jawing, dude. Just jabbing and jawing. We're going to keep on jabbing and jawing. But thanks. Thanks for thanks for telling us stuff. We like it. And if you want to, you can follow us on the stuff, subscribe on the stuff, or email us at gearbudspodcast at gmail.com. Stuff is going from the GearBuds Reverb Shop. So if you want to jump on any of that GearBuds used gear, uh, do it. Uh, the trainer might be going soon. I don't think I told oh. you that one. I've got I've got a serious offer on. Got that a nibble one, on the so, trainer? Huh? Yeah, it's the same guy. It's he's it's the same guy who's come back twice. So that's how you know. Okay. Yeah, you know, he he did his research. He circled back around. He he, you know, he I think it was a little game of chicken. Who mm-hmm. was gonna who was gonna budge first? Who's gonna flinch? Why? That wasn't me, bud. All right, got some random stuff to get into. Like I said, it's been a week because your bud just got back from Kansas City, Missouri. Welcome back. Thank you. Yeah, to go for to go for a little work trip. I did look up guitar shops. The one that I wanted to go check out closed by the time I could have gotten ah, there. Rats. So, well, yeah, you, we were actually busy with work stuff. I was busy. Unlike my trip to New York, where we fucked off and drank all day. True. Day. There was there was there were some indulgences that evening. In the evening, don't get me wrong. I mean, it's a yeah. wonderful wonderful barbecue town. Oh my god, I know. I haven't been in so long. It's uh, yeah, it had been a very long time for me too, and it was very good. But I'm back, and I've got some stuff to get into. Did you see Kirk Hammett's new guitar? Purchase? I sure did, my buddy. Fifty nine Les Paul. I'm glad Standard. you're bringing it up. It's beautiful in factory black that's maybe i mean how many of those could even be in existence well i can tell you exactly that <laughs> okay. there as far as Documented they know there are say. there are two ish wow uh, and i say that because there's this one so folks mm-hmm. if you haven't seen kirk hammett he just has apparently all the coolest less pauls in the world now including greenie and now he just bought one of one or two original factory black 1959 gibson les paul standards they made black, plenty of black customs in 1959. Yeah, but standards standards are hard to find, right? They're bursts. That's just that's the thing. Do you think it's black over a burst? Probably not. Because yeah, they didn't do that. This, did well, so the story shit. is that this guitar, uh, he bought it at Carter's in Nashville, mm-hmm. and it was a single owner uh, for some jazz guitarist named Joseph Arena. And I guess in 1959, he was like, "Yo, Gibson, I want a Les Paul." And I wear a black tuxedo for my gig. Right. So I want it to match. So in a way, it was and, kind of but custom. But he could not order it. <laughs> True. He couldn't, he couldn't afford 
the more expensive Les Paul Customs, so they custom made him painted and painted a just a standard black and that's freaking crazy man yep and here's the thing this is where this is where i think you're gonna like the story even more uh, so i should add that it has a bigsby which yes. is super neat yeah. it's some i've read some things that say that it was factory i've read some that say that it wasn't also the as as with many of those guitars from back then at some point somebody that he took the uh, pickup covers off okay yeah so it's missing those but everything else is all original now, again, I mentioned that there is like two, a second, you know, there are two ish mm-hmm. and there. So, okay. So there is a 1959 Les Paul standard that was painted black by Gibson. That isn't this guitar. However, it was originally a burst that someone sent back in 1960 to uh, the factory and they painted over the burst. The other with, one or the Kirk one? The other one. Okay. Yeah. With black. Right. So and at the time, this is interesting. Reserialed it to a nineteen sixty serial number. Yes, I read. I read about that was in the article. And right? do you know? I don't. I mean, I read a few things about yeah. this. Do you know who owns that guitar? No. I would like you to take one, one wild guess. Joe Bonamassa. Jobo. Of course he does. Jobo owns a guitar. Uh, and I, I mean, if, if, if there are going to be two people that own these, I guess it's probably going to be Kirk Hammond yeah. and Jobo at this point. Yeah, uh, he was getting a lot of hate on owning that guitar, and I was. was were, oh, was he really? Kirk was. Yeah, they're like, he doesn't deserve it. He sucks. Blah blah blah. And like, oh, it's just you know, it's all boomers and I hate that. just trolls being like, you know, they can't even play a lick in their grandma's basement. Who does deserve it then? Honestly, I think because he, he'll actually play the fucking thing. That's, that's so that's weird. Cool. I hate. I hate when people. Well, they were like speculating that. if he's going to bring it on their new tour coming up. So. Well, one would think. I mean, look yeah. at all the the wear that I've I've seen him play Greeny. I think three times live now at this point, including at that Metro show, yeah. which is still insane to me that he had yeah, that yeah. guitar on stage at the, at the fucking Metro. No, but. that's that's kind of why it's cool. And I think he had a quote something like, you know, I got this thing so I, it could be played. I want to give the gift. That keeps giving to the people and let them hear how awesome it sounds. So love that survives from Kirk yeah. always. Uh, God, that guitar is so beautiful, though. dude. I I think like that might be one of the coolest guitars I've ever seen. It is, and I know I, I say this a lot, but like you that's just, because we just see more stuff all. You the just time don't see it, stuff. and like I don't know. I almost want to get like a black standard and just have it like aged or just an old one that Ooh. like has because it has almost like a Ooh, matte black finish yeah, on it. i know all, all the, the, ni- the nitro the nitro's gassed off from yeah, years dude. ago so it just looks so fucking killer i love it i can't wait until that happens to my 330 because it still has a little bit of the shiny nitro yeah being the yeah. Reef, brief in it keep it's got that armwear it's got a gas i know i left the i did li- i left the armwear on good i did uh, did you see the reverb most watched email this week mm, no well, they brought up the Josh Scott JHS mm. drama, and people forgot about that by now, right? Well, I mean, I still see people listing those pedals. The what is it called? The the Dirty Monkey, the Bad Monkey, the Bad Monkey for like three hundred dollars. Yeah. I'm like, and the funny thing is the description being like, it sounds just like a Klon. There's a video that shows, and I'm like, well, then why are well, you dude, selling it if it dude, sounds so no, great? Check, see, this is the thing. They're already trying to change the story. Uh oh. Because, I mean, according to the at least the writer of this article, and look, I'm not here to hate on Reverb. We love Reverb. I fucking am. They're my friends. Yeah. They need content. But they, like said they, they, they said that in this article, they sort of took the editorial stance saying his entire point was to encourage players, this is a quote, by the way, to use their ears over all else and tune out the hype that tends to drive up yeah. prices of famed circuits. I read that. Wait, wait, hold on. Way. To comically punctuate his point. Now, they're saying... They're making it a joke to comically punctuate his point. He listed this complete set of Chinese made digital pedals, which we talked about the Chinese label mm-hmm. on there. 
that you know that feels a little rich for for me coming from the the number one place that is about that stands to benefit from all of this price increase because they own the whole market that's a good point it's i it just they might have shot themselves in the foot i felt myself well i just felt myself making a little bit of a bad sausage face well i think that's why i uh last week or was that last week or two weeks ago now we talked about it whatever when last time we talked about fast moving world of gear drama that's kind of why i i gave the benefit of the doubt to him to uh josh just because i was like well, you know, maybe, uh, you know, maybe he's just trying to say, like, you know, don't buy the hype and that stuff, obviously, while also raising the price of the pedal. But I think it's because I read that exact phrase in that in that original reverb mm-hmm. article. And I was like, also, I wondered, I'm like, well, what are they? Maybe they got ties with him and they're kind of working with him on stuff, you know, so. Well, they definitely they're work not going to smirch his name. Rising tide races all ships, David. <laughs> friends for all yeah i don't want to air, devote any more time to that but yeah. i just wanted to mention it because we've been talking about it in the symphony of corrections and oh nice that just reminded me i had an actual correct correction for the symphony and i can't think of what it is now oh i said i definitely said something wrong last week that something was two instead of three i know that so i mean this is why we don't have a live producer because we don't want to be right all the I time don't. i don't i want to just be like yeah just yeah it's fine let's just let it rip i think i would i don't know i'd say we get a i'd say we get a pretty decent accuracy reading around the here the uh i watched a really interesting video this week it's this and he, this this guy we might have talked about some of his stuff in the past this uh he's a guitar player dude recorder dude down in uh i don't know if he's in nashville but somewhere in that area and real obsessed with tones and guitar tones and i think i think we talked about maybe the one where he was trying to identify i don't remember enough details to get into it but either way i do not know enough details about this and that i watched this video where he asked the question and i think it's an interesting question and i I want you to answer it before i get into the content of the video and that is what does every guitar tone that you've ever loved have in common Whoa. I mean, hmm. Everyone? Mm-hmm. No matter if it's like this or that. I'll tell you this. I have I had a couple answers that popped into my mind, question. and then I watched it, and then... It made more sense? It made a lot more sense, but it also I wasn't the answer that I thought. Give me your thing, and let me because I need to like think about what... I, I thought, I was like, this. every guitar tone that I've ever loved has someone playing it involved. <laughs> Well, which, yeah, you which can. is true. Like a bone, you know, bone tone. Yes, right. It's usually the player. What he the the crux of the video is that he's ta- he talks about you know you listen to uh, you know look at all the records I have sitting next to me and you listen to every any single one of those and any one of those that has you know a really just a quintessential influential tone you know fucking yeah. you know, whatever the comfortably numb guitar solo sure. or Mark Knopfler the Strat and Sweet Home Alabama right. or whatever it is whatever your favorite thing is Mark Knopfler is a great example yeah. unique character tone any and we listen to those over and over and you know we we obsess over it and we think about all the different components and all the you know what must have uh, what it sounded like in the room sure and in the his argument is that none of that matters and that the only thing that's ever been common for every guitar tone that you've ever loved is that it's been recorded oh wow wait but what if you hear it live would you say that any of your the the most influential your most favorite guitar tones that have shaped you or sounds that you fall in love would you say that those oh, have it happened started live? by hearing it live or no. or or even if that's the case 
you're still hearing it with a microphone in front of it. That's true. Pump through technically a preamp to make it louder or quieter and then recorded, through yeah. some speakers. Uh, that's a really good point. It's a very obscure thought, but I... He was trying, he was chasing down a dream. Yeah, he was hey, trying to figure out like, what up, is it? Man. And, and so, and that's sort of where he landed and that. And, and it's also, I mean, he, he, he kind of takes it further and I think I would have to probably watch it again to really form an opinion on some of these sort of more mm, controversial thoughts. But one of the other things he talks about is how, again, the fact that what it sounds like in the room absolutely never doesn't matter at all. Again, because you're sticking through a microphone, through a preamp, changing the sound, right. affecting it. Then it's coming through some speakers or whatever, however you're listening to it. He also says that tr- the idea of trying to compare a guitar sound again is almost irrelevant or worthless if you don't record the sound. Like if you're trying to compare your sound, like my, me standing in this room playing my sure. EVH or whatever it is, okay. and trying to make that sound compare it like it to whatever is happening say i'm listening to like i don't know a song i really love it or whatever wouldn't matter unless you're running unless i first then record my sound and then try to compare that sound in the same environment to the recorded sound that i'm listening to right. it doesn't matter it's a it's an irrelevant comparison it doesn't it's like it doesn't get that how would you know, the, it doesn't matter at all the kemper come into play that would just be included as recording it i think so yeah, yeah i think so that's a good question he didn't really because you often talking. test out pedals and guitars and stuff through the kemper oh it's totally yeah play, i do all this stuff through the kemper medium. and and regular amps mm-hmm. and it's i think i mean also part of that's just like I'm used to the difference yeah. at this point. Cause I've been playing guitar direct even before I had the Kemper, I've been playing guitar direct into a computer for a long oh, time. Sure, so yeah. it's like, I've, I know the difference in how frankly less inspiring it is to play through speaker monitors yeah. than it is like a loud roaring and the amp puts the four twelve blasting me in the chest or whatever. Yeah. That's an interesting, it is a, it's a take. really interesting concept. Yeah. And I, and I think, I mean, I have to agree to an extent. I don't think I necessarily fully buy in again to all the sort of, I, they're not well, not controversial, but just like bolder claims. Well, he's, he's basically making. just saying, yeah, every every great guitar tone that you can ever remember is because you heard it on a recording, essentially. And it was recorded, and there, so there was yeah. a microphone involved. There's a preamp shaping right. the sound. They're EQing. They're lopping a bunch yep. of shit off. And tons whatever, of and tons of variables. Exactly, yeah. and and so that's never it's never going to be a sort of like uh, a valid comparison to an amp in the room sound. Yeah, because even yeah. with an amp in the room, like you move a foot to the left and it sounds totally, totally different yeah if i was sitting here and you were over there playing it would sound different way different yeah. bouncing off the wall whatever yeah. all that shit yeah interesting yeah that's pretty cool i thought i thought i thought it was an interesting concept worth bringing up on the old show uh real quick want to mention that um black sabbath is currently working on a ballet <laughs> what no way the Birmingham Royal Ballet, uh, directed by Carlos Acosta, set to open later this year with a week-long run uh, at the Birmingham Hippodrome from 23 to 30 September 2023, uh, and then it's moving into London. Uh, it features eight Black Sabbath tracks, plus new music inspired by them with Paranoid, War Pigs, Iron Man, and Sabbath Bloody Sabbath among the tracks. And Tony Iommi's involved. I was going to say, the, are the members involved? It's, it's Iommi doing it all yeah, at this okay. point. Yeah, he and and you also Ozzy would be scrambling around over there. Well, yeah. Well, I know he's Ozzy said he's never going to like. You can't like tour and play live yeah, anymore. He's not well, so he's right now. he's just chilling. But I, Tony Iommi's still he's working on new music of his own too. Yeah. It turns out. So I just I, can you imagine a Sabbath ballet? I mean, I, I mean, think it's kind of badass. It, I'd see it if if you came to Chicago. We'd kind of have to go. I, I think, think we'd absolutely have to go. We're our, we're our Sunday best. <laughs> What do I got here? What do I got here? You did send me a rare foot this week. 
Yeah. We did have a rare foot of the week, but it sold by the time I even got to the listing. Mm. So I couldn't get a proper screenshot because I checked it on the old. I don't like how they do that sometimes where they don't let you get to the listing anymore. Sometimes you can sold. see it and sometimes you can't. I don't like that. And I, Sometimes I can see it if I've already like viewed it and then it'll show up again as like a sold listing. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes I'll send you a link and you'll be like, it's just it's, nothing. Yeah, I don't get that. I wish they would keep that stuff up there. I, although I can see my ended listings that I'm watching. Exactly. Which is nice. Yeah, so I guess, was, yeah, I don't know. You just have to watch I don't, it. I wonder, what, I wonder foot, what drives that behavior, it. but there, it wasn't a good one, man. It was actually a real gross foot. Yeah. In fact, it had. I remember it having like a like an ingrown toenail. Yeah. Like a big nail, big it toe. It kind of fungi. Yeah. Yeah, there was something going on with that. and That almost looked like a, a foot that somebody did it. Like they did it on purpose just to be like, I'm, I'm going like, to. Check out my gross. It was like, it was like <laughs> lifted up. Like so, yeah, if, I guess. Congratulations if you're the lucky owner of that that road worn flea uh, P base. They should tell so. some of these people that um there are now. I just saw there's a new app now, and it's it's like an OnlyFans just for feet. Only feet. I think it's called Only Feet. Probably. Yeah, but so maybe they could make a little money on the side. Dog, get, just do a little Reddit search. You'll find all the feet you ever ugh, need. I'm not a foot guy, man. Get into those, me get in those tootsers. Uh, we do have a rare find of the week, which actually Reverb pointed out because it, I, th- I mean, I think this is pretty neat. It is a Steely Dan owned stereo amp, the 1962 cool. Gibson GA 79 RVT, owned by the late great Walter Becker. Hmm. And uh, I guess I, I, it makes sense. And you know, we talked about it when it happened in 2019. Uh, two years after he died, they did a big Julian's auction of a bunch of his stuff. I remember mm-hmm. that was like early, early GB days. And uh, so now, now that that happened, you know, a lot of the stuff went out in the world. You're starting to see it cycle back through the used gear market again. Yeah. And this one is um, actually sold already, but it was on reverb. Pretty unique design. It's, you know, I've got that, that Gibson amp over there. Uh, it's very similar to basically the design was two of those, like two complete of those. So it was fully stereo pre amp power amp. Okay, cool. Separately in the same box. And it was one of those weird sort of like oh, triangle or like round uh, or like a pentagram PA type or pentagon. What's the word? Yeah. Pentagon. Yeah. Pentagon. Yeah. Penta- Penta- I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Heavy metal, bro. Yeah, Side of the beast, bro. Side of the beast. Uh, but those are pretty cool. And I had uh, two Jensen 10 inch speakers in there. Cool. Weird tube. tube Did it shit. have an outrageous price? It, dude, it sold before I could get the price. Oh. I was the one of those. Again. I don't. It, it's it's killing me. <laughs> Come on, Reaver. It's killing our content. We want to see what we want to see what things sold for. Go buy stuff. Um, no gear jail this week. So because of that, I actually had a, an interesting question that I wanted to ask you. And uh, before we get into DD for the week, I just wanted to pose a little another another little thought a little experiment thinker? to you. I like the thinkers, and uh, because I think you know we we've been talking a lot a lot lately, and maybe it's just because I love them. Maybe it's just because you you've gotten one. Like I feel like Gibson is something that's a little bit more on our mind. We don't really talk about Fender Fender as much as we do we used to. Maybe okay. And my question to you is that let's just presume that that's because. You know, maybe maybe it's time to freshen up leadership at, at, at Fender. And they're like, you know what? We need a little more attention on the podcast. We need a new CEO. Yeah. Dave Veller, you're, you're named CEO oh, nice. of Fender. Hell yeah. What's the first thing you're going to do to get them back on top? To get them back on track? To where you think they... To, to where you think that they're gonna take more gear buds attention on this dang show well you know that's a good question man and i will i will say to their credit they have been doing a lot of cool things mm-hmm. like, you know this new reissue two series like this vintage american vintage two oh, series true true it's really cool i think as dumb as they kind of sound and look the gold foil series is kind of cool 
Some of those are okay. The I Jazz Master's I, okay. I like okay. the look. I wonder how those are going to age. I wonder if we're going to look back on those in a few years and be like, oh, I don't know about that line. Yeah, I don't think it's going to last. I don't I know. know. I don't know. Um, yes. Oh, geez. That's a good question, man. I mean, I've never really run a company before. Uh, that's why, that you know what, Dave? That's exactly why you're the right man for the job. <laughs> I'm the guy You're an outside the job. thinker. Um, real enthusiast. I think, uh, I mean, look, I will say they're doing a great job with the reissue stuff, which is where my brain goes, because I think, you know, if you can't afford, you know what I would do? Hmm. This might be an unpopular opinion. Oh, love that. I might trim down the the custom shop stuff a little bit. Oh, explain. I just think it's, I think it's a little overpriced. Okay. Uh, I don't so you'd think make it's, custom shop more accessible. I would make it, I would first, firstly make sure it's more accurate. Well, I guess here's the thing. I don't know what because it's actually funny you say this for one of the things that we're going to talk about in future really? today. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, so, like for instance, today I saw on the used market, um, it was a '68 reissue jazz bass, and it had you know the maple neck with the blocks, which really in '68 was super rare, but that's fine because um, you could get them technically. Mm-hmm. White body, ugly torque guard. I would definitely upgrade the torque guards. That is oh. number one point of action, especially for custom shop shit. Dog. If you're paying six grand for a guitar. I'm going to make sure you're getting like at least like a Spitfire level, like a, a vintage. Oh, what was that other brand you just sent me? Uh, too? I think they're called Alligator or Gator or something. It was uh, Alligator. You look up Allig- and they're, they're very expensive as well. And UK like made, I believe. I think so. And they're like, you know, two, three hundred dollars for a pick guard. But they look fucking identical to the pre CBS stuff. So to me, miss me it. with that Roni guard. Ugh, I just I can't do it. I'll just I'll take white. But anyways, I saw the 68 and it had uh, the headstock decal now i don't know if this was request of the customer uh-huh. but it was like a late 70s decal on it. no way. yep swear to god and it but was listed as a 68 it was a 68 custom shop with all the certification right. and all the, the case and everything that it has- was a legit but the it was a 78 fucking decal on it and this was this was being sold on reverb or something yeah it was a used custom shop but that, now i don't know maybe that the leads guy me to believe, that? think or or that leads me to think that maybe you know it could be bullshit like a fake yeah I just it's have a little such a hard time detail. believing because you know obviously we've had i mean we've had a master builder on this show yeah we, I know. like we've interacted with these people they're absolute genius experts at that sort of thing so you, at, at you, that level of detail of vintage yep. and so to have i mean that just seems like that such an seems egregious like it slipped through the cracks i'll wow. send you i'll send you a listing Dude, when I, if i'll go find it that's later weird um but yeah I, but yeah uh, the guards would be my guards, one dude. I, that is a we're beautiful. upgrading our, our our pick guards. Here. I'm glad as CEO. I didn't think of that at yeah. all. I'm, but I'm glad that I asked you that question because we talk about this all the time. I we talk would, about those guards. They would sell so many more guitars. I think if they had nice. Wow. Now the lower end stuff, you can have you know the tort and stuff. But hmm. I think for the custom shop, even the American Vintage series wow. and stuff like that. If you're paying two grand for something, I want that thing to look as dude. Nice you as just you nailed that. Yeah. Good job. Weird. That came out of nowhere. Uh, Did you have an answer? I didn't. Really? No. Oh, well. Not at all. All right. As CEO. I would try to make stuff more like Gibson. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm like, you know, I like. More more set necks on I've got a Tele and I've got a P-Base and I just don't really think about Fender otherwise. Sure. That's just kind of where I am with the, I just, I play Gibbies. Uh, brought mm, brought the uh, Les Paul to practice last night, by the way. And, and I char- char- Charlie play. enjoyed it. His uh, shoulders started to hurt after a while. Got to give him a dad I mean, strap. You, we're playing for three hours, you know, mm-hmm. but um. He did, yeah, but the the new strings. I have to say, people, 
put heavier strings on your Les Pauls if you haven't already, because holy shit, did that thing sound fucking. I'm so happy that so, you say that because dude, people, so people do the opposite. People yeah. do the Billy Gibbons play, you know, eights on a Les Paul kind of thing. I had really light strings on it, mm-hmm. as you know, and it sounded great. It played great. And I was worried when I switched those new ones on that you recommended, mm-hmm. which are the Slinkies. Uh, Ernie Ball Burley Slinky the Burley is Slinkies. the set that I play. Yeah, and they're yeah. 11s, right? I think. Well, so it's 11 on, up on the high string, but then it gets it, heavier on the bottom right. than you typically would yeah, have. Yeah, it's fucking perfect. Um, and it's not too heavy. It doesn't sound like a bass or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a big. Big, big improvement. I, I forgot to report on that. Love that. So, yeah, that's a, that's a great update. That's total symphony content. Total right symphony there. update. You know what isn't symphony content? You're gonna like it's this. Not Dave's docs, cause that's not the symphony. It's Dave's docs. It's Dave's docs. Doing like a B52. It's our Come on, Dave's everybody. Docs. Dave's docs. Dude, I found the doc and I watched it. What? We were, we were talking about. A not-so-famous bass player earlier this week who was <gasps> arguably the first bass player ever in the UK. I still have that article open on my phone, dude. I, I, I was going to come I, back to that. I kept it open on my phone so I wouldn't forget to find the oh. documentary. I fucking found it. I paid $6 for it from a shady website <laughs> called like called like like Mike's Movies or some shit. <laughs> um, but it worked. It gave me the download file. <laughs> It's a 2012 documentary. It's called From There to Here, and it's the story of Jet Harris. Jet Harris. And Jet Harris was most famously a bass player in this band called The Shadows, Mm -hmm. who were pretty much around from the late 50s to like the early 60s. Who I'm sure our our UK listeners will be more than familiar with, more so than our US listeners. They're they're um, Mm pre-Beatles. Pre-Beatles. Even even the Beatles talked about how they influenced them, you know, growing up. Because they were actually a... um, they were really a, they're a, they, there's no vocals they're all instrumental. Mm-hmm. There's a song called Apache, which Apache, is probably their most yeah. famous song. But it's that cool surf rock kind of stuff. Something like that. It's got that kind of tone to it for sure. Uh, they were one of the first bands that ever had that ever bought all matching instruments. Oh, so you you know you'd see that in the sixties. Oh, yeah. You know, like everyone's buying shell pink. They would they all bought red uh, red Fenders at the same time. Um, yeah, so basically, you know, he grew up in uh, the Soho area of London. Um, everybody would play at coffee bars because back then, like bars and venues didn't really, they kind of existed for larger bands and like different types of mm-hmm. music. But for the for the younger, like, quote unquote, rock scene at the time in the late 50s, mm-hmm. rock and roll, uh, it was coffee bars. And there was an area that had them like all over this one block mm-hmm. in Soho area. Dude, I so definitely played cool. some coffee shops back in my teens yeah. now I think about it. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, we did like the... The coffee shops, the rec centers, the roller rinks, you know. Well, VF Dub Hall. Anyways, this motherfucker was pretty badass, dude. He, I, there's, I'll just list a few funny things because we can't go super long yeah. today. But um, Jet Harris, first of all, super styling, dude. He's got, he's all like, he's just decked out in his suit. Uh-huh. He would walk around in like a matching suit, like a three piece, with a monkey on his shoulder. He had a pet monkey. <laughs> Shut up. Swear to God. And he would have to put it in a cage when he would go play gigs, and he'd bring, you know, he would like lock it up. And what like are we room. talking, capuchin? I think a little one. Yeah, like a little like shoulder monkey. <laughs> Dude, I don't it's fucking great. I it just mentions that. Oh, yeah, a monkey. Cuz there's these guys are all talking about him. They're telling the stories of the good old days. Um he had uh if you ever google him, he's a really handsome like movie star good looks guy. Mm-hmm. Uh he had bleach blonde hair which was actually bleached with peroxide. He said he did that and he thought it was going to wash out the next day. Oh, and that did not happen. Nope. So he just stuck with the look. He's like, "All right, I guess I'm just going to bleach my hair from now on." Um so basically, he was in a band playing upright bass. He learned jazz and all that stuff. And then he joined a band called the Vipers. 
and the band leader was like, look, man, uh, you should try this, this new instrument called the electric bass. Now this must be in like 58. Okay. So basses have been around, yeah. but they were just not accessible to people in the UK. They, you know, Fender and all these factories all the import, were American. Uh, tax or embargo. Stuff yeah. And like on. a lot of music stores didn't have that. Well, there was one music store, um, called, uh, I'm going to get this right. Macari's music, which I believe is still there today. Okay. And they, they only had, they had like Fender and Vox basically. So the, um, when he joined up with, uh, the shadows, they basically were like, all right, we're going to go there. And then they would play, I guess they, I'm, maybe at the time they only had AC 15s first. I don't really know the history of Vox, mm-hmm. but they each had two AC 15s and he's like, he's like, so we'd be up there and we each have two boxes. And then the AC30 came out, so then we only had to have one box because the the I guess like the sound guys would hate it because they'd have to like move the amps and like mic them and yeah. stuff, and you got like you know two for the you know one for the price of two. So uh, they did that for a little while, and then he was kind of a bad boy. Uh, he kind of had a, a reputation for you know getting a little drunk and. You know, maybe maybe you're not sure which which Jet Harris is going to show up Uh-oh. that night. Get for a the little gig. rabble rousing. Get a little rowdy. Uh, there's a pretty funny story of um, they were at the Cavern Club and he got drunk during the show or before the show, or whatever. He fell off the stage. Wow. And uh, Paul McCartney, when they were young, playing at the Cavern Club, did like a pretend like pratfall, like whoa, I'm going to fall off the stage. In like kind of being like, because that was one of his influences was this guy, yeah. Jed Harris. So, wow. So he would do like the faking like, oh, I almost fell off the stage. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because he got that from because he got that from him. Did you ever play at the note on Milwaukee? Yeah, sure did. Do you remember how tall that stage was? Yes, it was very tall. Our the lead singer of probably Vampires fell off oh, that stage Lord. during a gig. Yeah, that was a good five he was, feet off. the Because he was also drunk and shirtless at the time, nice. standing on top of the monitors singing fell off and and pulled the monitor down with him and he got the, he had this giant bruise on the and he was a tiny little guy yeah he had this giant bruise on his back and shoulder with in the shape of the grill from the monitor oh good god yeah that stayed that stayed there for a little while he did yeah oh yeah didn't go away for a bit yeah that's brutal man yeah i've never i don't think i've ever fallen off a stage i've gotten close to like tipsy and over myself <laughs> oh boy or chirping on a cable or like, remember happens. double door how there was like you could fall off like the side of the stage yeah oh my god i'm pretty sure i whacked charlie in the head with uh my headstock once in the base headstock Ooh. just turned around too fast you know concussed Oop, didn't know you were sitting there yeah so anyways pretty fucking cool documentary it's impossible to find shoot us a dm maybe we'll hook you guys up well, i might just uh, maybe you should maybe I don't, you should hook me look up, man i don't, I don't think it's shit. technically piracy if you can't find the fucking thing at all and if I'm just like, I don't think it's technically pirate. I mean, it doesn't exist. I guess you can pay some guy in the UK six dollars. Yeah, some for shade it. ball. Man. Yeah, which they might. You know, it was PayPal. Thank God. They so, didn't, like, what happened after the shadows? So after the shadows, he quits because he was like, "I'm drinking way too much and partying yeah. out of control." Right. And this is probably around like sixty-five or sixty-six. And then I think he decides that he wants. To, oh, you'll like this. He decides that he wants to get back into music, but he's going to do like a solo record. And he goes, I picked up another nifty instrument that had just come out at the time that we'd never heard of. So not only is he innovative for playing, the, being the first UK electric bass player, uh-huh. he also picked up a bass six. Oh, I was going to hope that was what yep. it was. Oh, and, and by the way, if you Google footage of him like doing his kind of like when he's older, like from like 10 years ago or, um, you know, 20 years ago, he's playing the bass six like a lot. Yes. Like that's kind of his main thing, um, which I think was even in the photo on the article was him playing a bass six. So I think you're right. He picked that up. Um, he tells a funny story at the very end of the documentary how he ran into a cab driver and the cab driver said, 
Uh, he had just bought the basics and he was loading it into the car. It must not have had a case or something because the guy saw it and the cab driver was like, what the hell is that? Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, I don't know. It sounds, you know, does it sound good? And he's like, I don't know. I just got it. You know, we'll see. And then 20 years later, he ran into the cab driver again. The cab driver was like, hey, that thing does sound good. <laughs> so he, because the guy you know, was famous right. or whatever. So I thought that was pretty fucking cool. Um, he got in some car accidents. He fucking, he, yeah, he really kind of a sad story. I mean, he got, you know, he really got into alcoholism pretty deep. Uh, in 98, he did get a Fender Lifetime Achievement Award. Oh. Which I, I thought was pretty that, cool. I didn't even know if that was a thing. I didn't either. Uh, but they presented that to him in the UK. Yeah, then there was a thing where the Shadows kind of tried to have a reunion gig. Oh. Uh, one of the guys passed away in 2005, but in 2008, um, Cliff was the main singer, mm-hmm. lead singer. Cliff Gallup, maybe? Uh, yeah, it was Cliff. I don't know. I take Sometimes I take too many notes on these <laughs> things. Uh, but yeah, Cliff was like his boy. But anyways, um, he passed away in 2005, and they decided to do a 2008, kind of a kind of a, re- a reunion with like all the members, but he was not invited. Jet was oh. not invited. Yeah, and they asked him how, you know, was he upset about it? And he's like, eh, they can do whatever they want. But I think I think he was probably upset. Wow. Yeah, kind of sad. Um, I mean, that like, he played on their most famous song. Well, so that was in 2008. Then by 2010, he ends up doing like a short set with them. Because they'll do like a whole thing where they rotate people in and out. Mm-hmm. All the old people come. It's like a fucking two or three hour thing. You oh, know? yeah. So he got to play like three songs during that uh, in 2010. So that was his last gig. Uh, his last gig was 2011 in February, and he passed away in March of 2011. So, mm. I mean, literally the guy played music from being a young kid all the way through his end of his life. So that's pretty fucking cool. Um, what yeah. An, what an achievement. What an achievement. I got a quick list. Um, Spots. It opens up with him actually playing a Strat, which I thought was interesting. Uh-huh. Um, but it was like a maple maple and blonde uh, Strat, which I think I saw a custom shop decal on the back of the headstock. If not, it was an original 50s. That was the style of it. Uh, he had a... Oh, so this is some of this is from the modern stuff or like the, t- the 2008 stuff when he was playing gigs. Uh, he played a Fiesta Red P-Bass, mm. which looked like a... Kind of like the Pino Palladino yeah. one. Uh, AC30s on stage, a Laney bass combo, Trace Elliott head... Um, a massive Fender bass combo that was probably like an 18 or something, maybe wow. a 15, but like a huge thing on stage behind him. Fiesta Red bass six, a Sunburst bass six, a white bass six, mm-hmm. uh, 68 Tele bass, uh, Sunburst 62P, and a, I couldn't really tell, but I think I'm pretty 100% sure because I know these when I see them. He was playing a slab 66 white P bass, just like the Ent Whistle one that there was okay. 25 of them made. Yeah, and Ent Whistle had like eight of those. Yeah, he had three. And oh. it, honestly, it's like if anyone was going to have one, this guy would probably have one too. Mm-hmm. So total Fender guy. Well, because yeah, those through. were those were made for the UK market, right? Exactly. So it would make sense that he had mm-hmm. one because he turned to one angle and I was like, ooh, that almost looks like a slab body. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of cool. Good spot. Um, I said it was a, he's a cheeky fellow with a great accent. Uh, he, oh, what did it sound like? Where was it? So which part of the England? Dude. Oh, here's the other thing. I so it's a 2012 documentary, so it's old. Like yeah. the footage is, you know, it's it's good enough to watch, but it's not, it's nothing like it's not going to blow you away like yeah. Sound City or something like that. Um, it's uh, it's it's super like Cogni accent, like oh, really shit. really deep, almost impossible to understand. I had to focus when I was like listening to this guy talk, which was cool. Um, Could you give an impression? I can't. I mean, it was just like he rolled around with monkey on his shoulder. <laughs> Like that kind of shit, dude. I was hanging out with uh, one of my colleagues. He's uh, from oh, I can't remember which part of England originally, but you know, British dude. And uh, but he was he was 
we're we're somehow I don't know what we're talking about, but he was talking about his like uncle from Northern Ireland and yeah. his and his accent, and he was impersonating that, and it oh, had me fucking so funny. in stitches because it's like be it was the same thing where it was like so indecipherable, and you yeah. get maybe every like seven words or so. Yeah, exactly. But, That's you know. really what it is. Then you have to put together context of think, what they're okay, talking about. I think he's talking about yeah. my drink, so but also I, he might be insulting me. I would say it's a bummer because you know I only had the video file, and there's no subtitle. Yeah, file. I, I googled <sighs> right. it, and I couldn't find anything. This was on Amazon. So for our, I don't know for our UK listeners or where it is, it said not available in my location. Yeah, but it was available on Prime at some point. Interesting. Um, Maybe if you get yourself one of those Web Shark VPNs. Are you uh, talking yeah. about VPN? Are you, <laughs> are you talking about Norton VPN? Um, no, I actually tried using my VPN. To, uh, uh, no dice. I, it didn't work for when I put it in UK. But then they said, "Oh, you got to go into Amazon and like make a new address." And I didn't want to do all that. And uh-huh. up, so. I just I bought the fucking thing. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. they wanted me to like log like make a new login. Just pick and stuff. A, like a random like governor's office or something. Yeah, just, your I don't know. Location. There's there's ways around it, people. You're probably smarter than me at this stuff. We're old. We're Reach boomers. out if you want the movie, I'll send it to you. I, it's awesome. It's really good enough to watch. Uh and and, and look, I'll, lastly I'll say, if you guys haven't checked out Apache by the Shadows, just to get an idea, watch the YouTube video. It's a black and white video yes. of them playing it. It's so cool, and he moved, man. He had grooves. They had dance moves. They were also one of the first bands to like do like like synchronized coordinated. Moves. Like it was kind of like the leg kick thing. No, you know? yeah, like the can can. Dude, you gotta you gotta incorporate that in little hot bloods, bro. They were showing that uh, from the footage of when they were playing in like '08, and he was still like this still old do, man, still had the routine, kicking down. those legs out there, bro. Uh, so I gave it an eight and a half out of ten as far as like as a documentary, uh-huh. but content. It was a ten out of ten. I mean, come on, the Dude. first UK bass Whoa. player. First UK electric bass player ever. Like mm-hmm. it's a fucking cool story. He, he he created that whole thing. Yeah, and he's, he's easy on the eyes, man. I'll be honest, guys. Yeah. You know, so. yeah, we like handsome. We like handsome men around here. Can't we? Like, can't like we? My just, handsome men. In my we like we like good looking guitars and good looking dudes. It's <laughs> <Sorry>. buds, but <laughs> it's our new motto. <laughs> All right, buddy. Like a couple of, a couple of mid dudes who like handsome ones. Yeah. Right. Oh man! Wow, great doc. I'm glad you you dude that you you're you're digging deep for us, and that's amazing. I mean, doing the hard work, the detective I, work, it buying was in a, shady um, videos off the internet. It was a guitar player magazine article, or what? What's the online ultimate guitar? I don't remember. One of those where it came from posted an article about it. So then yeah. I sent it to you, or you sent it to me. I don't remember. Yeah. And then I was like, I have to find a doc. Yeah. And there was one. So there, check it out. Nailed it. Good job. Yeah, buddy. Moving right along on into future gear. Uh, we've actually we are actually doing good on time. Good. Proud of us. Good. The uh, the we got to start uh, the most exciting place, Dave, because um, I bought something today. You did. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't plan on it. You didn't and tell as, me. And as I was literally as I was writing the outline for this documentary for this documentary for this fucking podcast <laughs> that too, I had an article in here and about a new piece of gear that I thought looked really cool. And then I looked at it and I was trying to find the price and I was like, that's not bad. And then I saw that it was limited edition. And I was like, well, I don't want to miss out because I'm about to talk about it on the podcast and every one of our fans might go buy one. So uh, I had to get one for myself because this it's something that I think we've I think we I, I'm quite sure. Actually, we talked about the original version of this. This is like a Mark II version of a product. Okay. And I just had to have it for myself, and I'm and I'm actually going to show you the picture of it first of all because this this is what first caught my attention is what it looks like. It is the Metaverse Electronics. What's it called again? Spaceomatic or some shit? Uh, the Solar Sound. Solar Sound. And then it's a desk saturator. Yeah. So what is it? Yeah. So that right there is 
like I said, it's like a Mark II version of something that came out already, and mm-hmm. it is a transistor-based gain circuit. So it's a saturator, distortion-y device, whatever. Okay. And what you're looking at is the top of it, and first of all, the top of it is plexiglass. So you see ah. through it into all the innards with the input-output jack, the you know guts, the pots, yeah. and everything. But what you also see is the solar panel mm. because this saturator is solar powered dude dude i thought that was just like an led screen or something like that, that and so cool. as as i mean we we have a whole half of our show ever we call future gear yeah no shit i just i had to have this. there's not much more futuristic than solar power I, so I, I freaking had to have it so like i said it's a simple transistor-based gain circuit uh it is actually they they actually specifically designed the circuit to work with the low current and voltage provided by the solar panel right and it does that sort of like everything from that sort of like rippy kind of like under biased kind of splatty distortion all the way into like a big smooth distortion oh cool uh depending on how much light oh wait really yeah dude. does it have knobs too Did I it does it has a volume and it has a voltage okay yeah so yeah so you control the tone by the light true so if you played that out in a, on a sunny day, you'd be getting full tone. Yeah. So they're saying it's been redesigned, smaller and more affordable desktop device. So that's the other thing. It has a, a you know on off switch, but it doesn't have a foot switch. This is because right. I mean, if you think about it, you're not you're like if you put this on a pedal board, it's just like never going to work. Like you're it's you're not going to ever have light on it. Yeah. Totally. It's also uh, designed for and works best when powered from a natural light source through a window or outdoor. So you can't. It will work with. You know, just like an LED light, but it's designed to work best with the sun. Okay. Essentially. Cool. That's good to know. Uh, but it's got, yeah, it's got the uh, clear acrylic top plate, but under, also underneath the bottom plate, walnut. So Ooh. this is kind of a classy looking. That's device, classy. But it's dude. also futuristic and goofy. So it's like it's got all it's got all the things that I like. Hmm. One of my favorite things about it, Dave, is the price because it it is more affordable. The original one was significantly more expensive. Mm-hmm. What do you think? How much do you think I paid? That this, the price was so good that I was like, I gotta see what it is. Well, that's the thing, man. I mean, and then I was like, whim. and I bought it on a whim. Hundred bucks, dude. Seventy nine bucks. Ooh, very cool. Yeah. Free shipping. Ten dollars. So right. eighty nine out the door. Nice. Yeah, dude. Um, very I'm, very limited edition. I'm I listened to the, to the demo that I checked out. They they ran it uh, guitar, bass, synths, and drum machines. Oh, cool. It. And it all sounded dope. I mean, really? it, you know, it's. It's a distortion box. I yeah. have plenty of distortion boxes. I don't have plenty of distortion boxes that are solar powered. Yeah, solar powered makes it the ultimate gear nerdery. I just ha- I do, and and like even the the because you see the circuit board and you see some resistors. Yeah, I and like stuff that. On the top. There's if they've got like kind of these little ghost looking guys, these little like alien looking jabbers yeah. on there. It's yeah. like a really cool looking thing. It is very cool, and I think uh, look, man. I mean, I'm. I, I buy I buy wine a lot like I buy pedals. I'm like, I like the look of that label or I like the look of that, you know, casing. So that has a fucking really cool look. It does. It. Yeah. And it's solar powered. So, you know. Jeez. When that, does that come? Uh, the, the, the Matt from Matt Overs Electronics already emailed me and told me they shipping it today. Ooh. I bought it this morning. Uh, where are they located? Don't know. Okay. Somewhere in the States. In the US. Yeah. Cool. Fuck yeah, man. I mean, had to I, start there. I'm so psyched to so psyched to check this thing Me too. out, dude. Gonna throw, th- get ho- get a nice sunny day one of these days, and yeah, if that ever popping up, popping up there. Let's see what else. Do, what are we gonna go through next? So let's start with this. Is kind of interesting and also very futuristic, future geary, and not something I have ever seen before. 
I came across a brand new product from Seymour Duncan called the Hyper Switch. We all know and love Seymour Duncan, obviously. And I love switches. <laughs> Beaches love your switches. <laughs> and the Hyper Switch, again, made by Seymour Duncan, is a five-way blade switch. You know, your standard sort of Strat style sure. switcher. Gotcha. That empowers you to alter your guitar's pickup wiring configuration in many unique ways via Bluetooth. Okay. It is a Bluetooth so there's not a pickup phys- switch. Physical switch. Oh, it? there is a physical switch. But so what happens is you actually connect it to your Bluetooth equipped smartphone. Mm-hmm. And with the hyper switch, the app on your phone, you can design, store, and recall a whole oh, nice. bunch of different pickup configurations. We're talking, you know, so the, the demonstration that I saw was with a strap sure. with three pickups, and they were all those like uh miniature humbuckers, right? Oh, it's <clears> okay. so like single coil size humbuckers. Yeah. You wire, you like plug all the connections in each side of each humbucker, you know, if it's a four-way conductor, of course. And you can do single coil, split coil, full humbucker, you know, we're talking polarity, phase switching. Nice. We're talking every possible combination you can imagine and then just store that to like, it doesn't matter where, but each of the five positions on your switch. Right. So on the hard, you know, the actual hardware switch. So maybe you want like on the neck you've got, like up in the up in position one, we'll say you've got, you know, like a full neck humbucker and then like one coil of the bridge and maybe one of it's out of phase. And then like, and in between you've got like a Brian May crazy, super out of phase sound. And, and like, you've got like in the middle one, like a real clean, super single coil. And then another one, like a super nasty humbucker. Like it doesn't have to be, you know, it can be whatever your, your, your heart desires with That's all crazy, combination dude. of phase. Let's see. It's, I love that. Um, I want to buy coil, like a coil splitting capacitor switching so you know all the differences imagine all the different types of tone caps that you could put on and how that would affect your your tone pot right it does capacitor switching so whatever you want there phase reversal series and parallel and even actually more than that but then you can use your guitar's onboard tone control uh use the hyper switches tone control or bypass the tone control altogether Ooh, I like so that it's compatible with most single coils they said single coil size humbuckers full-size humbuckers stacked humbuckers and even the duncan p-rail which if you're not familiar is that pickup where it has it's a humbucker but it's also got a full p90 in it so you can split it and cool. do like either just a p90 or like a humbucker wow kind of that would be a versatile guitar the most versatile guitar wow ios and android smartphone apps currently available this is now for sale what would you pay uh, to well, put this in your strategy. Do you have a question? For I, us I do have a question. Yeah. I have many questions. Oh, I love that. Um, because I'm having a hard time kind of. So, does it wire up the same way your five way switch, let's say, on a strap? Absolutely not. It's you don't need to add any new like hardware componentry, but it has like these little uh, like square uh, or I'm sorry, um, circular screw terminals that you pop the individual wires into. Okay, so it's itself. not it's not a very like invasive like wiring. No, well, you situation. don't have to like uh, if if you're wondering if you have to like uh, you know modify your guitar at all. No. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I was wondering because then I'm just like it's kind of blowing my mind right now, um, dude. Although, although I will say again for a strat, you're going to have this room, but just to be clear, it does run off. It's powered. It runs off of a nine volt battery. So you're going to want to. You might. So have you'd to have route. to, or pro- I mean, realistically, you could probably just pop but, it under the under the pick guard, but yeah. that might be kind of annoying to have to deal with you know changing a battery changing battery so but there's some yeah there's some space but there are many guitars that have you know a, a, a route or pocket for that already too. so it's a five-way so you could essentially 
put it on any guitar that has a switch a blade switch yeah right right so right. the telly I, I bet you could i mean that because the the, the route inside the, the that, mm. po- that pocket and telly is tight yeah so sure maybe you, i'm not sure yeah with that one dude I, but it, it's you know sp- easiest dropping for a strap but i'm sure you could put it in many different types of guitars God, that's so funny man like i, I definitely never want to like do anything to my my paisley strat yeah uh just because it's you know i want to i just yeah and i just like how it sounds and stuff but if i man i used to have a fucking squire i gave it away it was like a starcaster i mm-hmm. think and i painted it white and all, i think i showed you a picture of that yeah one. um I wish I fucking had that thing. It'd be to like, cool to have it parts like a little beater around to like yeah. experiment with. But I really feel like, you know, it, to get the most out of this, you're right. probably going to want three humbuckers, at least at least one humbucker, but probably right. more because then you can do all the different coil splits and reverse. Gives you the stuff. most. Uh, yeah. Most bang for your buck. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, it's available now. What do you think people are, are paying for? Uh, this? 150. Dude. 149. Dude, I'm on. You today, are dude. on. I'm like really? I'm technically two for two. I, mean, I you think paid that I, I call that I call two for two. All right. Uh, what's next? What's next? What's next? The positive grid spark go. And the, uh, the reason oh, I, I want to bring this. this. Did you see it? Okay. Yes. So the reason I want to bring this one up, we don't talk about every little practice amp that ever comes out around here. There's too much of that stuff to keep up with. I I will say a couple things. I think that the positive, the larger positive grid spark, which I know good good friend and listener jimmy has yeah my brother has one too those are fucking sick yeah this is the go so it's like a much smaller pocket size clip on your belt amp it it sure can or your strap it's a five watt pocket amp guitar and bass bluetooth speaker and audio interface a lot in one here's why i'm bringing it up okay first again the demo sounds cool i think it's cool product they're touting it as having ai built in that's just a buzzword right now. That, that is everything going to have AI built into it with over the next year. Is that what is that what we have to prepare ourselves yeah. for? In gear buds is that now at every least for like a board, year, every multi effect, every plug right. in preamp, all of it's going to have AI. Is AI the FTP the, of twenty twenty three. NFT. Yeah, the NFT. FTP. Yeah, that's FTP. Wow, dude, oh, that, yeah. you're throwing it back on dude, that. I'll one. Upload. I'll upload that, protocol. that uh, document documentary <laughs> on the FTP server. <laughs> Um. Oh Jesus. Uh. No. Like that is funny. I don't even know what that means. Though. Yeah. Well, I don't either. So I try to look, and it sounds like that the AI is so it's got this smart jam feature where it's like you can you know it's got built in drum tracks. Mm-hmm. And it, the thing about these positive grid uh, amps is you've really got to use the app, like yeah. a phone app or whatever, to get the most out of it. Like because it's got every effect and sound and amp model yada yada you'd ever want. Really not. You can't really access all that from just like a knob or two on the top of the thing. So you got to use that that app and with, through the app it has this smart jam mode where it has like an ai drummer and a bassist which actually that was built in the iphone for a long time too yeah yeah they actually they which apple removed interestingly and it has an auto chord mode that analyzes millions of songs and displaces chords in real time for fun easy learning so i think it i think that the ai has something to do with that is I that kind of like that that thing we talked about a few weeks ago where the guy was playing guitar and it was like playing the backing tracks with the yeah yeah with the it's guitar. that sort of deal yeah which okay. i mean again uh it's kind of hard to call something like that AI, but it's, you know, at the by the loosest definition yeah. of the term it is. Right. These days, when people talk about AI, they're talking about generative AI, typically. Yeah. That's not what this is. So, right. uh, you know, it's just, again, I don't want to shit on the product. I'm sure it's fine. I've never played it, but if it's anything like their other stuff, it's going to be great. Yeah, it's I cute. Just, it I, just, cool. I just, I just, I think, I, and I look as we, we've talked about, I like, 
I work on AI stuff on a daily basis, sure. but it just just like made me throw up in my stomach a little bit. It's the, it's throw, the up in my throw up in my mouth a little and bit. And then swallow it back down. It, uh, yeah, I think that's just more of like a buzzy wordy kind of marketing yeah. thing right now. Um, I think so too. Uh, do you want to guess on the price on this one? Uh, I didn't look. Um, it's small. I'm going to say like a hundred bucks. Dude, 149. Same Ooh, price I as almost said one. 149. Dude, that would have been fucking It's insane. still floating around in my head up here. Yeah, I, I think those are cool. I mean, I don't have a use for it at home or anything like i don't know when i would use it practically mm-hmm. have you seen that guy and there's a few of them now but he skateboards and plays guitar no oh dude he's awesome you gotta follow him he fucking he shreds like a strat oh style i guitar. thought you meant like in chicago no i don't or know it's not I a mean, skateboard maybe. it's a uh it's like one of those wheelie things it's like a wheel that's what it is it's like a oh like the one wheel yeah like the it's like a flat board yeah with totally a yeah it's a one wheel and then he shreds have you seen that dude uh-uh. it's actually pretty cool that's pretty funny uh, and he, he plays like pretty pretty sick licks but um like that would be for you know he's on the go that'd be good for him you know quite like literally perfect for him the, the it's called the spark go yeah I, i'm trying to think of pla- practical applications where i would really need something like that you know? yeah I don't, playing in the park i guess if i yeah if i needed to bring my electric guitar to the park <laughs> right. which I, I don't uh, a couple more pieces of gear this one's actually pretty cool and i've never played any of their stuff but i've watched a lot of demos about it have you ever watched any of the or seen or used actually any of the head rush uh pedals it sounds familiar they make, I think, they're probably more known for their, they've got a really nice, pretty big looper that okay. people like, but yeah. they've also made multi-effect sort of like all-in-one boxes mm-hmm. in the past. I think I've seen that. And at first, I'll be honest, I remember list, checking them out when they came out, and they were sort of in that like Line 6 com- Kemper competition yeah. world, and uh, I remember thinking it didn't really sound really good, and then the more that I've watched stuff, that it's gotten better and better, in my opinion, to the point where I'm like now officially interested in with like... If it would I was going to go down that route, I would consider it, you know, trying it out versus your, your helixes or whatever. Sure. So they just came out with a new product that I think is actually fully out now. And I've got to say that I think the multi effects unit has taken a significant leap. Really? With this right. piece of gear. And, and it's about a, well, the quality of everything, but also the quantity of features that it has. And it, what again, I haven't, I haven't used it. It just came out, but from I watched a few videos about it, and it seems like everything I've heard and seen, it's actually kind of fucking dope. So it's a uh, multi-effect. So it's got all the effects you'd ever want. Amp modeler, all the all the guitar amps and stuff you'd ever want. Obviously, why are we even talking about this? Hang right. Vocal processor. That's fun. Dedicated XLR input with you know you can send your own output from it. I kind of like that. With built-in and Terry's Auto Tune. Oh, that'd be fun to play with. And super useful live. Uh, massive library guitar effects, cab sims, microphone em- emulations. So you plug whatever mic you want into it, and it'll make it sound like something. Oh badass. wow! Cool. Vocal effect uh, impulse responses. What's that? Uh, you know, really, really amazing room sounds and and uh, okay. reverbs and shit, but based on the IR technology, which is just like the most high fidelity, amazing yeah. sound you can get. There's more, Dave. Whoa, kind of want this it's thing too. Wi-Fi connected, so you can upload and download shit from their uh, Headrush Cloud. Uh, it's got, as you can imagine, all the like audio interface stuff. Yep. Um, it's got the full looper, which is like their sort of one of their bread and butter. It's a pretty larger, large unit. So okay. it's got a bunch of buttons. It has, I think it's, I want to say 12 switches, maybe seven knobs, an oh, expression wow. pedal, a seven inch fully color OLED touchscreen. 
and I've saved the best part, in my opinion, for last. Mm-hmm. And I think I mentioned it's an audio interface too. Everything's a fucking audio interface. Yeah, right. uh, Bluetooth, Wi-Fi. It also has full, effectively like the Kemper profiling thing where you can plug an amp into it and copy the sound. It also it has does that? that built into it. It does profiling. It does profiling. Whoa. And actually, it seemed like from what I watched in an almost Pretty slightly accurate. similar way or a slightly <clears throat> simpler way. Yeah. Than the Kemper. Right. Because you said that's a little tedious to kind of. It's not bad. It's if just. you don't yeah. know what you're doing, right. it could be a mess, right? Dude, I, that sounds pretty fucking. I mean, dude, we, we, we talk about like crazy pedals every week. And I feel like this is the culmination of all of the crazy pedals we've talked about in the last like two months. It kind of is. And uh, it's, again, I don't, I don't need anything like that. No. But I sure as shit want it now yeah, and, and i haven't wanted like dude i used to have multi-effects and i like when i was a kid and yeah. i you know and like i used to play gigs i had the boss gt6 like a the big old thing school, yeah. and like you know i'd done that and and i was like nah i'm not gonna do that that's right. like for lame I'm, into, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm analog, expensive bro. and yeah. pedals and amp stuff and now i'm just like damn that sounds it would be convenient awesome to be able to just grab that thing and go dude know? if you are uh, like a solo performer, especially yeah. if you're the sort of solo performer that does like loops and stuff. Like Keller Williams. There is nothing better than this because it has, you can upload, you can so- directly load songs into it via Wi Fi. Oh. Like, so, like, say you want to use it as a practice tool, load a song into it, you can slow it down, loop it, pitch it up, or like if per- you're playing along to backing tracks, it, yeah. bring all of your backing tracks into it. Oh, shit. Dude. Uh, it does. You can also, you still use the onboard looper with a full five minutes of loop time. And then 20 minutes of layering on top of that. And then you can uh, export, import loops. I'm going to sneeze. Bless you. Thank you. Uh, Export, import tracks. Uh, Loops can be saved or exported. And then you can even, like I said, import custom wave files just to use as your live backing tracks. And then route that in many different ways with all the outputs it has. Jeez, man. It kind of is the first like full one pedal solution to do everything like a solo singer well you know a lot of those guys could ever want to they'll do. have like their laptop on stage and like, yeah. you know i'm thinking of those solo performers and stuff totally you know exactly and you can even run your freaking vocals through it like that's you do everything through and it, it, it and just like it, ha- and you can have like a couple different feeds however you want and it could so work like a, simultaneously like you could do guitar and vocals at the oh, same 100%, time yes. yeah, and dude. looping all that they thought of it all it's it's very impressive. Wow. And none of that would matter. Again, the quantity, if the quality wasn't there, and I'm t- again, haven't been in the room with it. Yeah. But from you the recording, the back to good, the right? back to it only matters if it's recorded. <laughs> right. The recordings that I listened to, and I watched a couple long videos yeah. because I was like, I was kind of hooked on it and just like you couldn't sleep in a hotel room. Uh, it sounds really good. I want to see this thing in action. Mm-hmm. Damn, dude. Are they out? They're out. Ooh, I think this this is not going to be cheap. What do you What do you think they're they're looking for this? I mean, my my gut is i feel like it's would it be a low estimate to say 500 bucks oh yeah it's uh, a it's a larger unit yeah so let's say it's and that, like i said like a full color oled screen yeah one thousand dollars it is 12.99 okay yeah which i think is when you compare it to like for instance like the kemper floor unit yeah. which is i think like 2018.99 or yeah, something like right. that or like a a fractal floor unit it's it's slightly more expensive than your like line six. Your top, maybe the top line line six is right around this, but it's definitely cheaper, much more affordable than your like real top of the market stuff. Yeah, right. And in my opinion, has more <coughs> features than anything else I've ever seen, or anything else on the market for sure. That yeah. I'm not sure if 
people stuff's in the works you know right right damn dude yeah it's called again it's called the head rush uh prm i mean if i was like a prime guitar multi-effect if i was any kind of like street performer or something i would be all over that that's what it that's what it is perfect yep one more thing before we got to get you out of here buddy And that is a new Fender guitar. Actually, a two new Fender guitars. Well, yeah, we were going to come back to we Fender. We were going to come back to, right. and we're going to come back to the custom shop eventually. The this is called the Michael Landau signature uh, guitar has been announced, but it is called the Coma Stratocaster. Did you see this? Mm-mm. So Michael Landau, for anyone that doesn't know him, probably the most famous guitar player. You don't know. He's one of those the top session musicians that's played with. Let's see, I made a little list here. Since the early 80s with Boz Skaggs, Joni Mitchell, Rod Stewart, Seal, Michael Jackson, James Taylor, Pink Floyd, Phil Collins, Roger Daltrey, Jesus. Stevie Nicks, Glenn Fry, Whitney Houston, and Miles Davis. Yeah, just to name a few, right? And that, and there's a far longer yeah. list yeah. than that. Uh, before we get into the guitar, dude, by the way, I didn't know. I forgot about this, or maybe I just didn't, never even knew, knew. So, like I said, this is a signature guitar that he has from Fender. He also has a signature Fender amp. Oh yeah, yeah. We were talking about those last week. We sure were. It's got a. It's called the Fender Hot Rod Deville ML Two Twelve. So it's like a. It's like the Deville Two Twelve, but it's got these like special Celestion V Type speakers with two separate volume controls, and then one has a, a bright switch, one with a clean boost. Oh wow! That's so it's like a cool a, just thing. kind of like a slightly hot rodded hot rod. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's actually still available for sale, and it has been since I want to say twenty fifteen. Oh wow! But now he has a signature, signature guitar, and so the story on this guitar is really interesting. It's cloned on his. 59 strat okay i guess he you know went to some guitar shop in 1974 saw this like stripped 59 strat in the corner and was kind of like that's a thing uh pickups were swapped but he picked it up and like it was just magic the, the it was magic rosewood it was, it was the guitar right? rosewood yeah good call and uh the, the reason that it's called the coma guitar is that on the upper horn stenciled onto or i guess i think he hand wrote it at the time like where the strap is <clears throat> uh, exactly strap yeah uh in like block letters with a sharpie he wrote coma okay and i guess this was in the 80s and like he was obsessed with this idea of like that all the top artists had a single name or it was like sting or oh yeah prince or whatever sure sure and and he was fucked up partying and decided his was going to be coma oh that's pretty edgy and then he, so he in a sharpie wrote it on his guitar and then like everyone started making fun of him the next oh day or God. whatever and he's like okay i'm not gonna go by coma but like that it's on that's, there it's this guitar now oh wow and so that's this guitar uh and and actually i can't remember if they've done an, any more of these but it, it's in what they're calling the fender stories collection uh, this is new to me okay yeah, yeah i'm not sure i'm not sure i wasn't sure that i'd seen it maybe there'll either. be more to come yeah, i would think so cool. but uh it, th- i'll say that it might be because of the story of the guitar the way the v- that they presented this video there's like a fender put out like a 15 20 minute video about this and michael landau himself plays fucking incredibly yeah, right the whole time is like looping and doing cool stuff but then is also talking over it, telling that. the story yeah. and he's got this just dude <sighs> voice dripping with honey and really? sexiness just like oh i've seen all the stories Dylan, and all this and that and oh, i like, gotta oh, listen to God, this man. So good. but just like playing really cool guitar yeah, parts yeah, yeah. Uh, so the guitar itself has uh it, it you know of course looks just like his it's modded and i and i should this is where i should say that there are actually two guitars and that's why i wanted to come back to the custom shop thing so there's your standard fender stories collection which is not custom shop it's just made in the u.s right uh it's got noiseless uh 
strat neck and middle pickups wide range uh, it's actually the wide range like the new wide range that they're making humbucker in the bridge because yes. that's what he actually has gotten on his and he's done a lot of different stuff with his guitar over there is he said he's had a different neck on it like he's tried all oh, okay it's all about this like the body the like, body's the, body the resonant like the thing. Yeah, exactly late 50s and uh it's got this it's like a faded red satin oh it is it. okay yeah. so it's i thought it was stripped it is but like the red's still kind of like in it oh you know what i'm saying yeah so you can see the grain and yeah, stuff like that right exactly so uh it it comes with like the american one just standard american guitar comes with like a stencil so you could if you want to uh, put like the exact coma thing that like it is on his on yourself but they paint it on that, yourself or something right and uh it comes with let's see uh a coma booklet written by Michael Landau, sticker, strap, pick tin, roll of the plumber's tape. Oh yeah, he puts this he puts this special plumber's tape on the um, vibrato system and that oh. like he says gives him more control, I guess. Really? And a custom coma embroidered hard shell case. Now that's one that's the American. There's also a master built, and that's being built by Todd Krauss, who Are you sure that one's American made and not Mexican? I am. Okay. And well, because oh. they don't do a lot of signature American guitars. There's only a handful. I'll put it this way: with the price, there I would be utterly shocked okay. if it was Mexican. Now, there's also the custom shop version. I'm sure custom master build custom shop version. Yeah, and this one it does have the coma. The, like, right, they, and f- although they for that one they like they built a stencil so that you, like Michael Landau himself like did it again, but it, so they did it so it look exactly the same. Yeah, yeah you yeah. know, but like he still filled it in himself. And uh, but everything else is built by Todd Krause. Uh, it's limited run, relicked to look like the old one. And everything. Yeah, it's probably spec'd out the way the Jerry Garcia one or like the you know Terry. Exactly. Yeah. And I'll say that also the um, oh I totally lost. It. Oh right, right. The one thing I mentioned the body itself. At one point, he decided that he wanted a Floyd Rose on that guitar. Oh boy. So he routed it out like had it professionally yep. routed, and so even on. Both of these guitars, the it has the missing the, sort of su- the section. And yeah. At one point, he had active pickups, and he routed out. I guess it was common in the back of the guitar, yeah. like the back route, sure. to cut out a little extra section to put the nine volt right there. <sighs> and so, e- even on these guitars, it yeah. still has that little spot oh sitting right there. Even That's kind of cool. I know, it's pretty dope. Yeah. Now, again, we came. We we're talking about these like custom shop master bill prices. Oh yeah, dude. We're gonna start with the American Strat. Yeah. What do you think that the Coma Guitar Fender Stories series? It's American. Well, if it's it's got to be, it's it, it it's got to be over two thousand dollars then. You tell me. Twenty three hundred. It's twenty seven ninety nine. Okay. Yeah, so that's I American. feel like the, we're in the range where that has to be American. Yeah, I was gonna say if it was sixteen hundred, that could be very well Mexican. But dude, that's not custom shop. That was I know. that was previously the land of custom shop prices. It was at one point in time. Not that long ago, when we were young men. I don't think so. <laughs> you could still get custom shop strats for less than three thousand dollars. I think so. Several yeah. years ago. Yeah, yeah, like out of like Sweetwater and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, right. right. Or, yeah, CME. They like were all yeah, they shit. weren't master built, but they were just no, like no, no custom just shop. custom shop, yeah. which are fucking great guitars. Absolutely. Now Absolutely. that is no longer the case. <laughs> what do you think the oh, master boy. built's going for? Uh, did they say how many they're going to make? They didn't say, but or they're made to order probably. Probably more, or like I would, dude, I would imagine it's like it's got to be like less than fifty. Dude, then it's, I mean, you, I, I hate doing this, but is it like fifteen grand? It is exactly fifteen grand. <laughs> <laughs> 
And with that, dude, folks, can you? What is happening? Uh, you fucking. I'm on today. You're dude. fucking cheat cheating on the yeah, outline before no, the episode. Sure, I'm not, sir. Oh uh, man, dude, good job. No, because I I know they make like the Terry Kath ones like twenty grand. Yep. I think the Jerry Garcia ones like twenty grand or more. I, they were Fender did not have the price on their website. I found one listed by I think Emerald City, who's they've just got all the expensive shit. Do you remember days. the one we got really mad about when we first started the podcast? No, it was the um. The, the guitar player from the police. Uh, oh, the Andy Summers? The Andy Summers, With but it was just photo, photographs all over it. photovoltaic Which is process. like kind of a cool design, but then it was like $20,000, exactly, and I was ready yeah. to throw my fucking that's phone right, through yeah. the window. Yeah. Um, now that's just everything left and right yeah. there in that price range. Yeah. And people must be buying them. You know, I, guess. I guess. It looked really cool, and I mean, Michael Landau is a truly inspirational guitar yeah. player. You, you're going to love the video. You have to Oh, dude, it. You're please send it to me, because I'll forget to watch it. It's so good. And and then there's also so there's a, like a shorter one just for the uh, master built where they talk a little bit more about that but the, I think the the American one is the one to watch yeah cool I just I, dude I, the fifteen thousand I guess I like that was honestly a little bit less shocking to me than the twenty seven ninety nine for just an American yeah non custom shop guitar and some people I mean look I always go back to like you know I think I'm watching a, a sixty two reef in Strat right now and it's a, it's like thirteen thousand. Yeah. So I, for me, I like, and I might even have like replaced pickups. I didn't really yeah. read the description, but the point is, let's say it didn't. You know, for me, I like the older stuff. Some people don't want that shit, they and they don't. they want they're either huge fans of him and his mm-hmm. music, or they're just they want it's like a brand new car. They want to just buy something that they know no one has ever played before. I think you're right. So, yeah, that's, and, I think that's a lot of it when it comes to that type of guitar and the people who want to and purchase who, something and who like can that. purchase something yeah. like that. A lot of blues dads, blues lawyers, blues and, lawyers. Yeah, uh, yeah. I guess yeah. Right, there right. probably are a lot of Landau fans out there because, yeah. like I said, I mean, he's the dude's played on so. It was like him and Steve Lukather played on basically every hit that's happened that's cool. out of L.A. and right. out for however long. That's so cool. And, and you know, he had a solo career too as well. Don't get me wrong, but sure, like, sure. really mostly known for for that deal. But well, I just they're beautiful guitars. The story, one of the honestly one of the coolest product videos I think I've ever watched. Yeah. I really liked it. It sounded really good. Yeah, I I, I like those demo videos where they kind of narrate over the playing and then they go back and forth. And That's stuff. exactly what it was. Yeah. You sitting in this uh, sort of darkened room, yeah, and, you know, black backdrop, but just ripping, yeah, and making loops, doing wild shit. I'm so gonna check that out. Man. Check it out. Uh, but yeah, if, you, if you're interested in a fifteen thousand dollar coma, you know where to look. That's so funny. Does the uh, does the one that they build, uh, the master build one, already have the coma lettering? On it does. It? It yeah, that's to, the, right? that's the one that Landau himself filled in. Oh yes. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Yeah, so that it, and it and it does. I mean, is it exact? No, the the red reds are hard, especially like a faded color. It's always hard to get exactly right. Reds, reds maybe the toughest. Man. I don't. Well, we were talking about this earlier, but oh, you know what the toughest is? Gold, gold baby, all day. You know, else is gold all day. You are man, and so are you, dude. And, and so is this freaking episode banger, hot, hot it's in a and fun out, one, man. We came in, in and out, super high energy. I love it. Soup's high energy. I haven't had. I haven't had caffeine in a while. Either, no, I right? black coffeeed it up today, dude. dude. Well, folks, thank you for being with us. Dave, thank you for being with me. Dude, thank you. Love man. doing this. This is so fun. This and is thank, so fun. Thank you to our listeners as well. Yeah, we Appreciate love making it. this show and we love hanging out with y'all. And it's an honor that we get to be in your earballs once yeah. a week. But uh, if you did make it to the end of this episode, why don't you go make some music? Bye.